Good evening. Welcome to Pure Heart Ministries. I'm Dawn Noble, and I have a message tonight that is going to, I believe, inspire you, rejuvenate you, bring refreshing to you. It is a message of hope. And last week, I talked to you about hope and change. And I want to continue on this message of hope because it is so important to us as believers. And you know, if you are listening tonight to this broadcast and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, that means that you don't have hope. You don't have a strong and confident expectation in your life. And I can assure you, without Christ as your Savior, your rock, you will live a life basically hopeless because your hope is not founded on Christ. But to those who have Christ, our hope is in God. Last week, I shared that hope is a powerful force that can motivate people to do the unthinkable. And remember, I talked about Aaron Ralston, the young man who cut off his arm just so he could free himself from the boulder and make it back to his young son. Yes, hope is so powerful. It can motivate us to do things that we would never think possible. I also mentioned the people that had survived the plane crash in the Andes Mountains. And their desire to live was a a strong enough motivation, believing and hoping that they could survive, that they were forced into cannibalism. They actually began to eat the dead bodies that had become frozen in the snow where the plane had crashed. I want to make a very clear distinction about two kinds of hope. I talked a little about that last week, but I want to focus on it a little bit more this week. There is a hope that the world understands. And there's a hope that the Bible defines. And they are absolutely at polar opposites. They are totally two different kinds of hope. The kind of hope that the world understands, it operates on this principle. You hope. You wish for. And you expect for something, but without the certainty of fulfillment. The key word being certainty. This modern day hope is to have a lot of desire, but with no real assurance of getting your desire. So hope, in the world's view, or in the world's eyes, hope equals no certainty and no assurance. Remember that. That's important. 
This is how the world understands hope. No certainty and no assurance. But you see, the Bible defines hope as a strong and confident expectation. So do you want to hope and desire for something knowing that there's no assurance or certainty of that something coming to pass? Or do you want to hope, like the Bible says, with a strong and confident expectation? Well, that should be pretty easy to answer. But then again, when you don't know Jesus Christ as Savior, you might be saying, well, I'll just hope, you know, I'll just hope like I've always hoped. But remember, that kind of hope has no assurance or certainty of ever coming to pass. I mentioned last week that the scriptures in 1 Timothy 1.1 tells us that the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, is our hope. He's my hope. He's your hope. He's Jehovah Tikvah or Jehovah Yachal. Both of those Hebrew names describe the God of hope. Hebrews 6.19 says, We have this hope as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Why does a ship have an anchor? Well, that may sound like a silly question. If it didn't throw down an anchor, the ship would be swept off course by the movement of the waves of the sea. The ship's anchor secures it to the sea floor so that the ship cannot be moved. So picture this in your mind. See that anchor at the bottom of the sea holding that ship in place. Pictures are powerful, and God has given us our imagination. And it is important because you're hearing my voice over the air. You can't see me, but you hear what I'm saying. So you're forming some kind of picture in your mind about the things that I'm speaking to you tonight. So when I say to you, picture in your mind, picture in your mind seeing that anchor of a ship at the bottom of the sea holding the ship in place. Those anchors are heavy for a reason because they've got to be able to not be pushed by the current in the ocean. Currents, as you know, can be very strong. So that anchor has got to be very large and it's got to be very heavy to anchor that ship in place. Hope is that anchor. Jesus is the hope because we know that he is hope, Jehovah Tikva. Jesus is that hope that keeps us steadfast. And hope is the anchor that secures us to Jesus. If hope is the anchor, 
And Jesus is that hope. You will not be tossed to and fro when you get tossed about by life's troubles. The only way that hope can be the anchor of our soul is if Jesus is the hope. Otherwise, we have no certainty. We have no assurance. It's this simple. Really, this is not complicated. And I, I believe this with all my heart. If you get this message, you will receive a lot of revelation about who God is. And I believe that with this revelation, it can cause you to trust in the Lord more than ever. So right now I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to pray for you as you listen to these scriptures I'm going to share with you tonight and what I really feel the Lord has put on my heart for you. So Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, we ask Lord that you would come and you would begin to reveal yourself to those who are listening tonight. You are the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. And I'm asking you to reveal to your sons and daughters and even to those who may not know you, reveal the truth of who you are. Reveal your character as the God of hope. And Lord, let these scriptures just seat themselves and seed themselves in our hearts tonight. That, Father, they would bring life and they would bring flourishing and strength and faith. Lord, I thank you that you are doing a mighty work tonight, a mighty work in the hearts of your people. I believe, Father, that you are bringing encouragement to them. And right now I break off in the name of Jesus any hope deferred, any hearts that have become so sick with hope deferred. I break that off right now in Jesus' name. I release hope to you. I release the power of the Holy Spirit to bring hope to your heart. I command this sickness of hope deferred to be loosed from you right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that you're doing a new thing. And I believe, Lord, you are giving people new hearts tonight. I believe, Father, that you are just replenishing their soul and refreshing them, renewing them and strengthening them in your word and in your promises because, Jesus, you are our anchor. You're the anchor of our soul. You are sure and steadfast, and we set our eyes upon you this very night in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. So the anchor, Jesus, is sure and steadfast. 
You can trust him. He is not going to allow the winds of adversity to blow you off course. Will the winds of adversity come? Of course they will. But when Jesus is the anchor, then you're not going to get blown off course. Because this anchor is sure and steadfast. And make no mistake, he doesn't keep you hopeless. Those winds of adversity may come. But this is what Jesus said in Matthew 7. And if you have your Bible, turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7. We're going to look at verses 24 through 27. This is what Jesus said. He said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So we, as believers in Christ, we're building our spiritual house on the rock, Jesus Christ, the anchor of our soul. We hope in God. Proverbs 13, 12 says this. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. I want you to be careful that you haven't drifted off course into hope deferred, which is unbelief. Because literally, Your heart will be sick and you will be downcast. We will drift off course and get hope deferred when we are not trusting Jesus as our anchor. That's how it happens. It's that simple. When when we lose focus, when we are not living a surrendered life each day, when we're not trusting the Lord in our circumstances, then we will suddenly, when Jesus is not the anchor, we're suddenly going to be drift. The waves of adversity, the winds are going to blow, the rains are going to come, and we are going to be drifted off course. And when that happens, you will have hope deferred. And when, when you've been hoping for a long time, Let's just say you're praying for a loved one or a neighbor or a coworker. You've been praying for this person a long time. Years, possibly years, hope deferred can set in because you begin to believe that it's not going to happen because you haven't seen it happen, 
because you've hoped for it to happen and it hasn't happened, hope deferred can set in because we begin to believe that it's not, meaning we've lost belief and trust in God. You see how easily we can drift off course into unbelief. That's how, that's how it happens. I believe I'm speaking to some of you tonight that are listening. Some of you who have been walking in this hope deferred. And I'm speaking to you tonight to say it's time for a course correction. If you've been walking in hope deferred, repent for the unbelief and repent for not trusting Jesus and get back on course so that your heart can be healthy and beat again. Because the Bible says when you're in hope deferred, your heart is sick. And we have to repent of that because the heart's, it's, it's, it's not pure. It's not clear. It's not clean because we're walking in unbelief and we've got to get our healthy heart back. So we repent of the unbelief. We repent of not trusting the Lord and we get back on course. See, as believers, we don't live as those who have no hope. Now get your Bible and turn with me because we're going to read several scriptures here out of the book of Romans. So turn to Romans chapter 12 first. We're going to look at verses 9 through 12. Paul's writing to the Romans and he says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now look at verse 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. That says a lot. Verse 12, rejoicing in hope. Turn, keep your um, place there in Romans, but we're going to turn right now to Acts chapter 24 and verse 15. And Paul writes, And says, I have hope in God. Why would Paul write, I have hope in God? I mean, that, I mean, we know Paul. We know he's fervent in the things of the Lord. He writes, I have hope in God. Well, let's go back to Romans. Paul's greatest treatise, Romans, the book of Romans. Go back to Romans 5. And we're going to look at verses 3 through 5. Paul writes, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. Oh, wait, sorry. Verse 2. We'll start with verse 2. Through, sorry, let's just start with verse 1. It'll make more sense. Therefore, having been justified by faith, 
we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, he says, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing the tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character, and character produces hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Turn to Romans 8. We're going to look at verses 24 and 25. Paul writes, For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is not seen. I'm sorry, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Those scriptures help us when we start drifting into hope deferred. Obviously, when we're hoping for something, we're not hoping for something that we can obviously see or why, Paul says, why would we be hoping at all? That would be kind of foolish. But Paul says, if we do hope for what we don't see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. And if you just go um, go back to uh, Romans 5, where it says, knowing the tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance produces character and character produces hope. We can see that now hope doesn't disappoint. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And that's why it's so important to stay in the scripture so that our heart doesn't drift off course into hope deferred. Turn to Romans 15, chapter 15, 13. Paul writes, Now may the God of hope, remember we talked about that 1 Timothy 1.1, Paul writes that God, Jesus Christ, is our hope. He's confirming that again in this verse, 13. Now may the God of hope, Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, without Holy Spirit, we do not have the power to be able to abound in this hope. I mean, it it just can't happen. But see, this God of hope, he and he alone can fill us with all joy and peace in believing. Keyword, believing. And we can abound, not just to have a little bit of hope, not just to have a small measure of hope or a medium measure of hope. No, 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 no. When God fills us with all joy and peace and believing, guess what? We're going to abound in this hope. And that 
my friend, will keep you out of hope deferred. This God of hope, wow, that is important to remember. Hope in God. Paul says, I have hope in God. David wrote, hope in God. I will continue to praise him. Hope, hope, hope. Hope defies the odds. Without hope, death is inevitable physically and spiritually. This hope can move the mountain in your life physically and spiritually. Because when you're hoping and believing that God's going to heal your body and you don't see it manifest, you can shift right over, drift right over into hope deferred. I can tell you, and I have mentioned about my testimony about having this these infirmities that I've struggled with for now some eight, nine months. But I'm improved. I'm improved. And I'm praising the Lord. And I'm thanking him. I'm not without hope. I'm not without hope. Because Jesus is the anchor of my soul. And he is my hope. And I'm anchored to him. When I'm anchored to Jesus, you know what? I'm anchored to his word. Because he is the word. So I stay anchored to Jesus through his word. And then I've got, I've got a heart that is so filled with joy and peace in believing. There's one of the keys to your healing. If you're struggling in the area of seeing your body healed or your mind healed. I think you need to take Romans 15 verse 13 and write it out as your life verse. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope can move the mountain in your life. There is no doubt about it. I know because the word tells me so. Hope changes the landscape. It changes the scenery. Hope brings a new perspective. It brings a new, fresh way of looking at our circumstances. Hope gives us God's perspective. See, that's where the shift happens. That's where the change occurs. We've been talking about hope and change, and I haven't even talked about change. I've just been talking about hope. But you see, what hope does is it gives us God's perspective. And when we've got God's perspective on the situation, because we look at Romans 15, 13, that's God's perspective right there. That the God of hope is going to fill you with all joy and peace and believing. I believe that for you tonight. I prophesy that over you tonight, that the God of hope is going to fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. My friend, 
It's time to let go of hope deferred. It's time to believe and know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is your hope. And that word says, hope is the anchor of your soul, sure and steadfast. Sure and steadfast. So you keep on believing, you keep on hoping, and you keep on trusting the Lord. And you will not get off course. You will not need a course correction. But if you need a course correction, you repent and the Lord will restore your heart to a healthy heart. Amen? Well, I believe that this message tonight really has brought change and hope to your heart. And I just thank the Lord for it. And I bless you this evening as I say goodnight to you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Shalom, shalom.